Hello from the San Diego County Bar Association in beautiful San Diego, California. I'm Adriana Linares. And I'm Renee Stackhouse. And we're on the road with Legal Talk Network. All right, we're back. So... I'm here at the San Diego County Bar Association with Renee Stackhouse. Hi. Hi, Renee. Thanks for coming in and talking to us. Pleasure. You are very active with the San Diego County Bar. That's why you're here. But before I ask you about that, we talk about the things that are going on at the bar. Have our listeners uh, hear a little bit about you first. I am a sole practitioner here. I have an office downtown and an office in North County, so I span the county. Uh, I focus on plaintiff's personal injury, military and criminal defense. And uh, yeah, I love trial work. That's kind of my thing. You love kicking butt in the courtroom. It's a lot of fun. I bet it is. And I bet you're very good at that. Um, You remind me of my girlfriends back in Florida who are all lawyers. I'm not a lawyer, but they all are, who are very active, very happy, very enthusiastic. Um, You do a lot for the bar here. And I think you do a lot with the big bar as well. Is that right? So I sit on a couple of different legal organization bar boards. Yeah. Yeah. And here, your big job is, and the reason you and I are here together today is because you chair the technology committee. Tech. Love it. Love it. Tell us about the focus and job of the technology committee at the San Diego County Bar. So it's a work in progress because this is the first year we've had a tech committee, and that's really been fun to feel it out and kind of play with it and create it and mold it and work with a brand new group of folks. It's one of our few boards that is not just open to board members, or sorry, one of our few committees that's not open to board members. It's open to more um, folks in the community. And it's really fun having the full member view on what's important uh, regarding tech. So it's been a blast. We have kind of just tried to come up with a roadmap for you (laughs) to kind of help uh, figure out what members want and to work with you on how we get that all accomplished. How did the board decide that there was a need for a technology committee? That's a great question. And it's been uh, it's been a long, purposeful, thoughtful effort. It started last year. Um, Voss uh, chaired the Strategic Framework Working Group Committee, which is uh, one of our big governance committees that kind of sets the tone for the year. And he brought forth the idea of tech. And so It was a board-level discussion, and then it transferred into a summit where we brought in experts in all these different fields to hear about what's important issues in law and technology, and we realized this is a really big deal. Right. And we need to do something. Yeah. (laughs) We need to do something to help equip our members because I don't think most lawyers are paying attention to it like we should. So for listeners who don't know who I am, my name is Adriana, and I'm a legal technology consultant, but I've been hired by the San Diego County Bar to act as the member technology officer. And we'll explore that whole position and post in the next episode of On the Road here at the San Diego Bar, San Diego County Bar. But as someone who's been in deep layers of legal technology, I agree with you, right? It's super important. Um, And I think lawyers, because they're just so busy, all of a sudden they sort of feel, at least for the past few years, I feel like the ones that I meet and interact with feel like they're getting railroaded by technology. Like, holy moly, where's all this coming from? I haven't had time to prepare. I feel like I'm so behind. And I think it's great when supporting organizations that, that lawyers are members of or active in realize that and are there to help them. And I'm pretty sure that's what we're trying to do together between the tech committee and then my role as the member technology officer, which 
why did you all decide to hire a member technology officer? How did that come about? <laughs> well, we realized that we don't know enough uh, and we need to have someone who really does know uh, what we need to know. I mean, it's completely overwhelming it for uh, a lawyer, even the ones who consider themselves techie. I consider myself kind of techie and I don't know anything <laughs> about, you know, the depth of the conversations that we've had and I've learned from you already. So we sat there and said, look, we need someone who knows lawyers and understands lawyer needs. We need someone who um, is a pleasure to work with and interact with because they're going to be the face of the bar and they need to be able to interact well with our members. And we need someone who knows this tech stuff cold. And you were all of that. Oh, well, thank you. No, I think it's great. Um, a lot of big bar associations will have what's called a practice management advisor. So I think when a voluntary or a local bar is able to do that for their members where the other thing I, I see a lot is I feel like most lawyers are more active with their local and voluntary bars than they might be with a state bar. So I think it's a really honorable and formidable project and goal that you all have had. Tell me a little bit about the law and tech summit that you all had in January. So that of this year, yeah, so January of this year, 2018, we partnered with the Law Practice Management Technology Group uh, at CLA, which is uh, California Lawyers Association, formerly the State Bar Sections, and uh, that's being chaired this year by Jeff Benyon. Mm -hmm. So uh, he approached to do a group project, and we said, "Yeah, of course, absolutely. It's great for San Diego. It's great to have here." So we did. We had two days of uh, leading people in San Diego and abroad come in and talk. Uh, share information, share knowledge. It was live webcast. You could come in person. It was really fun. And I learned so much. That's it's great. First time we've ever done something like that. And hopefully we will continue. Yeah. I think there's talk of having it come back for its second year in, in 2019. That'd be great. Um, tell me a little bit more about the projects that the technology committee are working on. Sure. Uh, we we've got a lot going on. We have a lot going on. We yeah. have a fairly aggressive schedule. So we're working on redoing the phone app. Uh, for those who don't know, the SDCBA actually does have a phone app. Um, not a lot of people play with it because even though it was incredibly cutting edge when we first created it, it's not so cutting edge anymore. doesn't take long for that to happen. It, ha it can happen so fast. Right. So we are working on making it incredibly useful and we're excited about that. Karen Kaur has been heading that up. Karen Kaur is the director of communications for the yes, bar. She's incredible, CCO. And then uh, we are working on uh, a, a website. Uh, that you are heading up mm -hmm. for us, which is fabulous. Yep, the Law, Law Tech. Plus Tech Resource Center. Incredible. Uh, we are working on exploring the possibility of coming up with a pilot program to do electronic exhibits in the San Diego Superior Court, which could save time, money, space. I mean, it has so many great possibilities. I'm super excited about that. Yeah, that's a good one too. We're talking about setting uh, potentially minimum competency standards for lawyers following the nationwide trend so that it is something that lawyers focus on more. It's a good place to give lawyers to start, you know, when they when they say, I don't even know where to begin. You know, you can give them a list of things like, well, securing your communications, making sure your documents are secure, understanding yeah. um, the risks and benefits as, you know, the ABA model rule that all the states follow now suggest, which is you have to understand the risks and benefits associated with technology or hire an expert that does. But I think that's a great, again, another really good project just to set some. And I, I think um, the word standards can be misleading sometimes. So I think what we, what I like to say is, they're just strong suggestions. <laughs> right, like, right. Don't be afraid. We're exactly. Not, there's not a hardcore rule here that you've got to meet these standards, but they're going to be really strong suggestions about the basic stuff that you should know. And then from there, you can build up. 
I think one of the things I'm most excited about too is um, just the fact that the members have access to you, yeah. um, it's one of the biggest benefits I think that we can give our membership is that the week you're here in person or the online guidance you can give, just being able to come to you and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing in my office or yeah. what are better, more um, streamlined ways to do things and having the ability to ask someone right. who knows the answer instead of spending hours in front of your computer and hoping the reviewers are right and you agree with them. Right. And it's been great. So, so far, um, I've probably had about 12 to 15 meetings with members and three or four of them have been here at the bar center while I'm here the first week of every month. And then the others have been remote, um, delivered over video conferencing and phone conferencing, which is likely how they would have happened. Even if I was sitting here in the office, because not everyone wants to drive down into San Diego. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And it's been great. And the questions have been the, the issues that lawyers have brought have been very typical and super standard things like we're launching a new firm next month. A a friend and I, we decided to leave our big firms. We're going to start a small practice. Where do we start? Um, That's huge. Yeah. It's been, and it was great. Those conversations are really fun for me. I had a gentleman come in yesterday and he was actually the assistant to the attorney because the attorney couldn't make it and said, I have the charge of getting my attorney organized and tech savvy. Where do I start? And so it was, you know, it's been great. And there's a lot of questions about Office 365. It still seems confusing for people. It's not that confusing. It's just a subscription service for Microsoft Office. So yeah, it's been, it's been great. And the members, you're right, have been very, very grateful just to have some, even, even, oh, so you know what? I was going to wait to answer your question. So even emailing me with a question like you did this morning, you emailed me wondering what to do with old computers. And that's, again, like we all wonder what to do with that. So I thought I'll just tell you on the podcast podcast so that not only you learn, but maybe others will learn too. So that's a pretty typical question, right? We all end up with old computers and what do we do with them? So First, you were right to ask, how do I clean the hard drive before I either donate this computer or turn it into a recycling center? So if you can still get onto the computer and know how to reformat the hard drive. (laughs) I have a confused look on my face for everyone out there. Yes, Mm -hmm. very confused. Then that's really the best thing to do is to reformat it, wipe it clean. But most people can't do that. They don't do that. And who wants to really fire up an old computer that's been in the garage for like two or three years? You might not even remember the password. So you've got a couple of choices when that happens. If it's an actual hard drive, computer, like a desktop, and you can open it up and just take out the hard drive, which is just a few screws, you take out the hard drive and screw it back together. Um, and then you take that, the chassis, the whole rest of the computer, Um, And there's two places that will take and recycle old technology and consumer electronics. Office Depot has a cool system where you walk in and you say, hey, I need that box. And they have three different size boxes. And I think there's something ridiculously cheap, like $8 or $15. But I usually get a box that's like this big. And it's probably, I guess I'm doing like two banker box sizes, right? And you pay $15. You take the empty box home and you throw all your old computers cords, cables, cameras, fax machines, old phones, anything that you didn't want to throw in the garbage can, put it in that box and then just drop it off at Office Depot. Oh, very cool. Then the other thing is Best Buy just takes it 
or free. So if you happen to be near a Best Buy, you can just literally walk up to customer service and go, here you go, and hand them all this old technology. Excellent. But back to the hard drives. Of course, you want to get rid of the hard drives. Um, it's a little bit harder to do in laptops because the hard drives are usually, you know, like stuck in there. So if you had encrypted those hard drives at the beginning, like when you get the laptop or get the the computer, you can feel pretty good about an encrypted hard drive just dropping it off. So I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. So en encrypted hard drives. And that's actually a very common security suggestion I make to lawyers. If you're a Windows user, you can look for a service on your Windows machine called BitLocker and encrypt the whole hard drive. And if you're a Mac user, it's a service called File Vault. And then when you drop off those hard drives, it's okay because they're encrypted and encryption has not been broken yet. And it would be very difficult for someone to break through unless they knew what your password was. So those are kind of your two choices is to take out the hard drive. And then I'm not kidding. What I've done with a stack of hard drives is the next time I had some home project and I had a drill out, I drilled through them. And then also not kidding. I have a really big backyard. I just buried them in the backyard. <laughs> oh my gosh. 150 years from now, yeah. people will be finding this and they technology. they won't even know what to do with it. But um, the thing is, once you actually destroy the disks and the hard drives, it's very hard to get the data off of there. So take out the hard drives and destroy them and or encrypt them previously and then take everything to get recycled at a place like a Best Buy or an Office Depot. That's cool. I'm encrypting my new laptop today. That's going to be my first thing as yeah. soon as I pick it up. I love it. Excellent. Oh, I'm excited about your new laptop. So now that we've given everybody an idea of what the technology committee is up to, what your role is, um, what projects you're working on, and some tech tips to go, um, I'll let you go back to work, Renee. Excellent. Well, I mean, this has been productive. I learned a whole lot. Thank See? you so much. You're so welcome. That's my job here as the member technology officer. Tell everyone how they can follow up with you or follow you on Twitter or Facebook or anything else if they'd like to just learn more about you and keep an eye on the things you've got going on. Well, that's exciting. And I'd love that. So it's uh, right now the firm is Galenti Law at www.galentilaw.com, soon to be transitioning to Stackhouse APC, as Ooh. I completely own my married name, which is super exciting. <laughs> so look for that. And you can find me on Twitter at Renee NG Stackhouse or RNG Stackhouse. Sorry, Renee NG Stackhouse was too long. They didn't like that. RNG Stackhouse. And you can find me on Facebook. I love Facebook. So send those friend requests and let's connect. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. And of course, I want to thank our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, please give us a great rating on Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.